Insightful Podcasts by Informative Hosts. Insights into Things, a podcast network. Welcome to Insights into Teens, a podcast series exploring the issues and challenges of today's youth. Your hosts are Joseph and Madison Whalen, a father and daughter team making their way through the challenges of the teenage years. Welcome to Insights into Teens. This is episode 136. Downfalls of Teen Stereotyping. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, and my unique and kind co-host, Madison Whalen. Hi, everyone. How you doing today, Maddie? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm doing okay, I guess. As well as can be expected under the conditions, right? Yeah. How was your week this week? Uh, so far, it's been all right. Had um, some good moments, bad moments. Okay. Annoying people, but you know. Well, maybe we'll do a podcast about annoying people sometime in the future. Maybe. But today we're doing a podcast on teen stereotyping. So what is teen stereotyping? What are some of the common stereotypes? And what are some of the downfalls to stereotyping? We'll discuss this and more on this week's episode of Insights into Teens. But before we do that, I would want to... Invite our listening and viewing audience to subscribe to the podcast. You can find audio versions of this podcast listed as Insights into Teens. Video versions of this and all of the network's podcasts can be found listed as Insights into Things. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast these days. I would also invite you to write into us, give us your feedback, tell us how we're doing, give us suggestions for topics you'd like us to talk about. You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash insights underscore things. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash insights into things podcast or Instagram at instagram.com slash insights into things or you can get links to all those and more on our official website at insightsintothings.com. Are we ready? Yes, we are. Here we go. So what is stereotyping? So this dictionary, this definition comes to us from collinsdictionary.com, and they simply put it as a stereotype is a fixed general image or set of characteristics that a lot of people believe represent a particular type of person or thing. If someone is stereotyped as something, people form a fixed general idea or image of them. So that's assumed that they will have, that's so <laughs> that is assumed that they will behave in a particular way. So this was a topic that, that you kind of threw out there when we were looking for things to talk about. What kind of prompted this? Do you find a lot of stereotyping in your school? I mean, I mainly find a lot of stereotyping kind of in teen media. Because, like, I've seen a decent amount of 
teen movies where there's a ton of different kinds of stereotypes. And, um, and like sometimes I also kind of went under the impression that, like, I, like, I even kind of identified myself with certain stereotypes until I started realizing, you know, they were stereotypes. Understood. So tell us, why do we stereotype? So this uh, part of this segment comes from blogshope.edu. Edu. Edu. Okay, so that, that's how you say that. Okay. So we think in terms of the categories we create, we, we create from our experiences. Those categories clarify the world for us, but they also oversimplify it. At some point, those natural oversimplifications cross the line into stereotypes. We can't think without using our categories, which makes it difficult to know when our categories hinder rather than help our ability to make sense of things. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that they, they define it that way because human beings in general categorize everything. We, we like to put things in a nice little bin, and that's just how we deal with the world. And sometimes when it comes to stereotyping, it has a negative effect. Simply knowing about social groups can lead us to stereotype their members because we assume there must be something important that led to their common classification in the first place, something that makes them essentially alike. We see close up the individual differences among members of our own social groups, but those in other groups blur together in the distance into a homogeneous whole, everyone a minor variation on the same basic theme or at best, a, quote, exception, a way of acknowledging that someone doesn't fit your stereotype of your group without acknowledging that your stereotype might be wrong. We also pick up stereotypes from the world around us. We hear stereotypical talk or see stereotypical things. Family, friends, school, work, church, the media, etc. There's a tendency for us to overestimate the extent to which people do what they, do, what they want to do, and to underestimate the extent to which people do things that are prescribed by their social roles. Therefore, we see people in a particular role. We tend to assume that they are well-suited for it, and by extension, not so well-suited for other roles. So what do you think is the most common stereotype that you encounter on a daily basis? Um, I mean... I would definitely say that there's, like, a decent amount of stereotypes that I've seen, and there's, like, stereotypes for all different kinds of people. But if I had to pick the stereotype that I encounter that I see, like, the most being represented, um, I guess it would be, like, the smart kids or the nerds. Right, right. Since I'm kind of... Since I'm kind of in a lot of more advanced classes, I typically tend to be around more nerdy kids. That makes sense. I, I could understand that. One of the things that I notice from a professional environment, and I work in IT, and there's a massive stereotype around IT. And it doesn't matter what you do with technology. If you do anything with technology, you're perceived to be IT. Well, IT is a very specific segment of technology. So I run, you know, our IT department. So we handle all the server maintenance, networks, computers, and all that. But we also, I also manage our developers as well. 
and they're all grouped under IT and development is probably the furthest thing from IT when it comes to technology because they're not very hands-on with the technology itself and they're writing software, hmm. but they kind of get lumped in together. So even outside of the teen environment, when you get into businesses and, and different professions, you get stereotyping as well. And there's a, you know, perceived, um, behavior, you know, oh, you IT guys, you, you, you don't socialize with people very well. And, and, you know, uh, you guys are the smartest guys in the room and you get a lot of stuff like that. And there's with most stereotypes, there's a certain grain of truth to the stereotyping that usually happens. And it's usually based on a, a very limited understanding of what someone has of that group. Have you ever been stereotyped yourself? Um, I've been stereotyped as a nerd. Um, like, I literally remember my friend having the name nerds for me as in the term of candy because I was smart. And, like, I guess I can kind of fit that stereotype, but, like, just because I'm smart doesn't mean I'm a nerd. So, okay, so that's a, that's a very good point. So when you think of people calling you a nerd, what is your definition of a nerd and... Do you exhibit any of the characteristics of what you define as a nerd? Well, to me, I kind of find a nerd to be a little more on the extreme side of a lot of things. Like, and I also don't really see just, like, one defined nerd. There's, a, there's like, several different types of nerds. I feel like nerd is kind of something where you're like really good in one aspect of something like you're a nerd with technology you're a bookworm nerd like i know that there's a lot like there are stereotypes for them but like i kind of see saying a nerd is kind of like you're being a nerd at like something that you're like really smart with and really good with so do you find it offensive when people stereotype you like that or do you find that it inhibits their opinion of what you can and can't do? I mean, when I do get called a nerd, like, I know a lot, and I know, like, before it was, like, pretty offensive to be called a nerd, um, and, like, I don't inherently take any offense to it, um, but, like, it's also not entirely the whole truth of my character, like, just because I'm smart doesn't mean I act this one way, or just... Or that I'm just like this one stereotype. That's a very good point. Now, do you feel that when people stereotype you in front of others who might not know you, that it sets a preconceived notion and those people might be biased against you because of that? I mean, that probably works with most stereotypes because, of, because like having a fixed view of someone when you don't know like their entire, like, all of the, like, every single part of them, yeah, it does definitely create some bias, and it's probably not just with me and be being called a nerd, but, like, it probably happens with, um, other people. It just happens with other stereotypes. Do you find yourself trying to combat that stereotype? Do you correct people? Do you try to show them that you're more than just what they stereotype you as when they do that to you? I mean, yeah, I kind of say, like, I kind of say, um, well, I wouldn't really call myself a nerd, but, okay, 
So lo- basically, I'd kind of like direct them away from calling me a nerd and, you know, just calling me Maddie as opposed to just being a nerd. Okay. Because I like to see myself as an individual and not defined by a stereotype. Good for you. Do you find that you consciously or unconsciously wind up stereotyping others or falling into the stereotypes that others have been classified as? Well, I used to define myself as a particular stereotype known as the tomboy, a.k.a. a girl who prefers more boyish things, like... I don't really like to wear dresses or dress fancy. I prefer hoodies, jeans, shorts, and t-shirts. And, um, I remember this one talk I actually had with Mommy when I told her that I was a tomboy. She said, well, I probably wouldn't call you a tomboy. You just like different clothing. And then when I started learning more about stereotyping, I realized, yeah, like most I've noticed that there are a lot of girls who wear clothing like I do and don't really classify themselves as a tomboy. In fact, there's a decent majority of women who don't wear dresses, who have this, who have similar preferences to me. And it made me realize that being the tom, being a tomboy is just a particular stereotype. Because then I started realizing that, okay, well. The actions tomboys take, I don't really do. Like, um. Beat up boys and stuff like that? Well, like, basically, I don't really, like, do. Tomboys are kind of, like, supposed to be, like, really, like, messy and athletic, and I'm not really like that. Like, they always enjoy going outside, skateboarding, like, doing what boys do, basically. And I realized that I don't really do that. Well, that was a fantastic attempt at not answering the question I asked. So let me ask the question <laughs> <Sorry>. again. <laughs> I just guess I wanted to mention that. So have you, do you find that you, you have or you do actually fall into the habit of stereotyping, whether consciously or unconsciously, or fall into the trap of believing the stereotypes that others impose on people? Um... I try not to believe the stereotypes that other that other people put on others, um, and I never really try to do it myself. But I think unconsciously in certain instances, especially when people just annoy me, I kind of just insinuate some type of stereotype in them, but I don't really think about it all that much because most of the time I'm just annoyed and I don't really want to deal with them. Okay, fair enough. Are labels a form of stereotyping, in your opinion? Give me an example. Well, if I label somebody um, a tomboy, or if I label somebody, you know, you're a jock or you're a computer geek, does that label impose a stereotype on them? I mean, yeah, it kind of does, because those labels also have generalized ideas of people. Like, if you say someone's a jock, yeah, that's kind of an improved stereotype. Like, oh, they're extremely athletic. They're not that good in school. Like, they, it's kind of just the imposed jock. It's just what, like, the generalized idea of what a jock is. So, yeah, labeling people. So if I label you uh, a teacher's pet, 
Does that impose a stereotype on you? Probably, yeah, because um, basically you, like, are always super nice to the teacher, and, like, you're also supposed to be, like, smart, and the brains, and, like, the okay. teacher is, like, yeah. I'll buy that. That makes sense. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some of the typical teen stereotypes that you face on a daily basis. We'll be right back. For seven years, the Second Sith Empire has been the premier community guild in the online game Star Wars The Old Republic. With hundreds of friendly and helpful active members, a weekly schedule of nightly events, annual guild meet and greets, and an active community both on the web and on Discord. The Second Sith Empire is more than your typical gaming group. We're family. Join us on the Starforge server for nightly events such as operations, flashpoints, world boss hunts, Star Wars trivia, guild lottery, and much more. Visit us on the web today at www.thesecondsithempire.com. Welcome back to Insights into Teens. Today we're talking about the downfalls of teen stereotyping. And now we're going to be talking about some typical teen stereotypes. And this comes to us from lifestyle.howstuffworks.com. So teens typically form cliques and subcultures based on different attitudes, style of dress, and tastes in music. And due to the tendency to create generalized stereotypes, especially among teens, here are some typical stereotypes teens are categorized in. The first one we have is geeks. A geek is normally obsessed with something. It might be computers or computer games, comic books, anime, Star Wars, or superheroes. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being obsessed with Star Wars. Or superheroes. Or superheroes, yeah. It may even be a school subject or activity. They're typically math. They're typically ma math geeks, band geeks, and drama geeks. Geeks usually aren't known to be very fashion conscious and may be introverted. They often do well in school, especially in subjects that grab them, such as science, art, or writing. They may limit their friends to only those with similar interests. So do you consider yourself a geek? I mean, by this definition, there is a decent amount that would probably fit me. Um... I do have my own obsessions of certain things, and some of them includes, might include school stuff. I'm not mm -hmm. entirely sure. And uh, I guess I am kind of considered a band geek. Now you are. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really fashion conscious for the most part. kind of just wear shirts I like. Okay. Like Billy Joel. Sure. <laughs> um. I'm more ambiverted, but I do kind of tend to lean to the introverted side. Okay. And I do tend to limit my friends to uh, those that have similar interests for the most part. Okay. So so this one, for from a general categorization standpoint, this one might fit you more than others. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I guess. But it doesn't really say 
everything. It doesn't. And stereotypes are not designed to be in-depth, bi- you know, biographical profiles of you. They're, they're really kind of 30,000-foot snapshots. Yeah. So the next type that we have are jocks. Jocks seem to have, seem to have been around forever. They're the teens who live for athletics. One big change from when you were a teen might be that this category isn't just for boys anymore. Many girls are jocks as well. Jocks tend to be popular, at least with uh, many of their peers. Adults also tend to look on these students as leaders among their peers. Unfortunately, jocks are also badly known for becoming bullies and for win-at-any-cost attitudes. And a lot of times, the, the... I guess the number one jock person that you would see in high school is your high school football captain, your quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're always tend they always tend to be looked upon as leaders. And I think a lot of times there's situations where that expectation just goes unmet for a lot of different reasons. So I'll ask you, I'll raise the question to you again. Do you think you are a jock? Yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> I've never really wanted to join sports. The only sport I am a part of is um, marching band. And that I don't know if that really classifies as being an entirely jock thing. Apparently someone actually thought I could actually play football in my ELA class. Well, maybe you can. You never tried. Um, I also do kind of also want to point out the site actually mentioned this and I did kind of relate to it. A lot of people think that the stereotypical jocks aren't actually very academically well and, you know, are kind of, how do you put right. it, dumb. They're, they're not academic overachievers, typically, is, is how they're viewed. But the thing is, to actually even do sports, you have to do well in school. And so. that's, that's a fairly recent thing. You know, when I was a kid, uh, when I was in high school, Academic achievement was not a requirement, and a lot of times the the high schools who had very aggressive, we'll say, football programs would typically do things that were morally ambiguous when it came to kids' educations, and they would cheat on their tests and look the other way when they paid kids to get answers, and, you know, because money... uh. Football and stuff like that, you know, athletics are major uh, money makers for schools. So, you know, that's fortunately a lot of that has gone away at this point in time. And it happened probably more in college than it did in high school because it was, you know, college ball is much more of a money maker for you. Um, but, you know, schools would, would do questionable things at times. And, over time, they got caught doing that, and there were reforms, and there's rules in place now and stuff like that. What else do we have? So next up, we have outsiders. So these, so there are three types of outsider groups that a teen might fall into. The socially challenged teen has trouble making friends and just doesn't fit in. The independent team, teen might be a floater who has a variety of friends and feels no need to join any one group exclusively. The determined outsider actively rejects cliques and may even hang with fellow outsiders who form their own group. Outsiders are typically known for becoming targets of bullying. So, I'll ask you again. Do you fit into this category? Well, 
I probably wouldn't fit in with the socially challenged. I'm not entirely socially challenged, so I have friends. Okay. Um, probably the independent teen might be the closest. Um, determined outsider, I don't actively reject people, mostly. Mostly. Um, <laughs> but I don't, like, join cliques or anything, but. Okay, so this might not be a fit for you. Yeah. So far, we've only got one category that you seem to fit into. Okay, so the next one that we have are scenesters. These teens are ever eager to fit in. They're known to be dedicated followers of fashion or be devoted to a particular band, club, or style. They typically dress in tight, fashionable clothing, wear sunglasses, and sport wild but styled hairdos. Social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter, are popular with many teens, but for scenesters, these websites are totally essential. Scenesters sometimes get labeled posers or wannabes. Okay, same question. Do you think you fit into this category? Probably not. I don't really use social media at all. Okay. Um, and I don't really do anything in with my hair or my fashion sense, so... By that, what's our next one? The next one we have is the category that I typically am placed in, and those are the nerds. This type of teen is also known as the brains or teacher's pets. They're the first kids with their hands up, and they're, they always have the right answer. They probably don't have the fashion sense of other groups, and they might prefer to, ch and they might prefer chess or hoops. To hoops. Or to hoop, chess to hoops. Before, before, anyone who understood the mysteries of computers was considered a nerd. Now, due to a whole generation being computer savvy, modern nerds might be the ones who understand the science behind the technoglyphs. Nerds are smart, but they sometimes have a hard time socially. Many teens still think being academically gifted just isn't cool. Okay, so you've been thrown into this category before. Do you think you fit into it based on that? I mean... In my one class, I am one of the I am like a constant kid who raises my hand because I know I have the right answer, and other people just are lazy and don't want to answer. Um, again, not really all that into the fashion sense, so that's true. I don't actually play chess, and I actually kind of prefer to do basketball over chess because I find chess I don't understand chess, and I don't even know how to play it. Okay. Um. I mean, I do understand computers. Um, I've started kind of getting into how they work uh, since I'm in the engineering program, so. Okay. So so this might be another category that you fit into. So we found two possible stereotypes that you fit into. Yeah. And you'll see where I'm going when we're done here. Okay. So the next type that we have are mean girls. Mean girls are known for high heels, short skirts, and whatever the latest fashion is. They form exclusive cliques and are well-known for gossiping. They also might be known as, quote, valley girls or Barbies. Mean girls crave popularity, often because they feel insecure, yet they have a hard time with genuine relationships. They cultivate frenemies, which are girls they hang with but secretly hate. Even their BFFs might be spurned tomorrow. Are you a mean girl? I mean, I wouldn't say that. Um, 
Again, not really into the latest fashion. I also find high heels looking incredibly painful, so I'm probably never going to be wearing those. You and me both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't really form cliques with anyone, and I'm not really entirely one for gossiping. All right, so this is not a category that that would describe you. Probably not. What's the last one that we have? The last one we have is emo kids. An emo kid's emotions are normally reflected in their appearance, which may be black clothing, streaked bangs, or tattoos and piercings. They maintain a strict fashion sense while insisting on their individuality, which isn't an easy task. The emo style has its roots in punk culture, which is which is which tended to be more rebellious and goth. All of the groups shared an angst that most of these teens suffered at one time or another. The way emo kids speak, their feeling, their inner feelings might make them seem whiny, but that doesn't mean their emotions aren't heartfelt. All right, and the same question goes out. Do you fit into this category? I mean, probably not. I'm not really one to want to, like, be what I guess they're normally known as for being edgy or goth. I wear a lot of black clothing, but that's just because I wear I like wearing sweatpants and a lot of my shirts are black. Okay. So out of the categories that we've talked about here, two of them kind of fit your personality. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So let me ask you this. We kind of complained about stereotyping because it was too general. Fitting into two of these stereotypes kind of expounds on who you are as an individual. Does being multi-stereotyped help to alleviate any of the concerns of stereotyping? I mean... I'd say it helps, but it doesn't really help all the way. Okay. Still being labeled under multiple stereotypes is still stereotyping and can still have its negative effects. And I would tend to agree with you. I think maybe it helps to better define you in general terms, but it's just more general terms. The terms are still general. So it doesn't really, you know, let people get to know who you are. And the problem that you find in social situations, especially in uh, high school and stuff like that, is first impressions are very important. And if people's first impression of you when they first meet you and talk to you is to stereotype you, then that wasn't a very good first impression. Yeah. They didn't get to learn very much about you at all. You didn't demonstrate who you are. You kind of demonstrated some of the qualities that the stereotype they labeled you with is associated with. And it's unfortunate, you know, but that's human nature. And a lot of people in social situations don't look to put your best foot forward in that first interaction. And then stereotypes happen, and when when someone labels you as a stereotype, they kind of shut down at that point in time, and they're less open to who you really are. But we'll talk more about that in our next segment when we talk about why stereotyping uh, is bad for teens. We'll be right back. All right. (laughs) 
Insights into Entertainment, a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Our husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom. We'll look at the interesting and obscure entertainment news of the week. We'll talk about theme park and pop culture news. We'll give you the latest and greatest on pop culture conventions. We'll give you a deep dive into Disney, Star Wars, and much more. Check out our video episodes at youtube.com backslash insights into things. Our audio episodes at podcast.insightsintoentertainment.com or check us out on the web at insightsintothings.com. Welcome back to Insights in the Teens. Today we're talking about stereotyping. And now we're going to get into the downfalls of the title by talking about why stereotyping is bad for teens. And this comes to us from... ParadigmTreatment.com Thank you. So most stereotypes about teens aren't true. While they might be true for teens in some cases, they're not all, they're not all the way... They're not a good way to describe all teenagers all of the time, kind of like we mentioned before. Exactly. While it might seem harmless to stereotype adolescents, the truth is that this type of behavior can be damaging to a teen's health. Take a good look at some reasons why stereotyping your teen can be damaging in many ways. So the first thing we have here is that you can create a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you tell yourself something over and over again, you begin to believe it. Once you believe it, you will find instances and examples that only reinforce your belief. Consider the current political debate, whatever side you're on. You undoubtedly find plenty of references on the news that support your opinion. The other side has opposing information that you might ignore or disregard. In this way... Confirmation bias causes your opinion to become more and more cemented over time. The same phenomenon occurs when stereotyping your teenager as moody, difficult, or full of angst. Rather than dealing with behaviors as they come up while appreciating the good things about your teen in between the poor behaviors, you might begin to identify your teen by his or her frustrating attitudes and actions. This will end up rubbing off off on your teen, who will continue to live up to your low expectations. It creates a vicious cycle that is hard on not only your teen's psyche, but yours as well. Yeah, and this kind of goes back to what we're talking about with labeling. Is If you let somebody label you and tell you who you are, whether it's a, you call it a label or a stereotype, and you believe that, that instantly limits your, your potential and your capability. Because you're never going to think you're anything other than what other people tell you you are. So doing that to someone else really is robbing them of opportunity. Yeah. And allowing someone to do that to you is limiting your ability to be whatever you want to be. Yeah. So the fact that you don't like stereotypes and you don't like labels I think is fantastic. I don't think you should let anybody tell you who you are and what you're capable of. You're capable of anything that you want to do. And that's the most important takeaway from that one. Yep. 
So the next thing they talk about is you risk not taking mental health concerns seriously. When you characterize your teen's troubled behavior as normal because, after all, teens are difficult, you risk ignoring the symptoms of serious and potentially deadly mental health conditions. For example, if you believe that all teens are overdramatic and full of angst, you might not realize that your teen is suffering from social anxiety, severe depression, or even suicidal tendencies. Familiarize yourself with the symptoms of these mental health concerns. Something we try to, to do on this podcast is to bring awareness to these types of things. Mm-hmm. A teen who is crying a lot, socially withdrawn, and has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning might be dealing with depression, which can ultimately lead to suicide. If your teen is experiencing a racing heart or refusing to go to school, anxiety might be to blame. An adolescent who is very concerned with his or her weight, might be developing an eating disorder. Knowing the difference between normal teen behavior and the signs that something is more serious is going on. So, your teen can also internalize your opinions. While your teen wants to be independent and grow up, they look to you for support and approval. Teens do want the approval of their parents, and most will try to avoid disappointing mom and dad to the majority of the time. Even if your child rolls his or her eyes at your suggestions, it's likely that they're giving that they're taking them to heart. They also take to heart negative comments made by you. Stereotyping your teen can make him or her feel bad about lower and lower their self-esteem. Remember that that as your teenager's parent, you're, you are there to love them unconditionally and to see the best in them when others do not. If your child thinks that you don't see anything good about them, they might begin to feel that they're unloved or that something is wrong with them. This can lead to depression and anxiety. Talk to your teen about specific behaviors that need to change while also reinforcing the idea that you love them. You could also perpetuate the stigma surrounding mental health. By classifying symptoms of mental health troubles as difficult behaviors, you're contributing to the stigma that mental health conditions already carry. Remember that if your teen is struggling with a mental health concern, treating it as though it's their fault does him or her no favors. They already feel bad and are stressed out. Don't add to it by labeling them as lazy, moody, overdramatic, or other negative attributes. Instead, talk to your teen about ways to decrease the stigma of mental illness. This will help not only your own child, but also his or her peers, some of whom will deal with mental health conditions. Help your teen understand the symptoms of various health concerns so that they can break the cycle of stigma among their own group of friends. You also risk damaging your relationship with your teen. A good relationship with parents helps many teens avoid the pitfalls of drinking, using drugs, and having unprotected sex. Also, teens need their parents to help them navigate the journey of growing up into a responsible, productive adult. Stereotyping your teen by creating and believing negative stereotypes can interrupt that positive relationship. That can cause difficult feelings in your teen, which might lead them to self-medicating with alcohol or other substances. It can also lead to anxiety and depression. 
Learn how to communicate better with your teen so that you can foster a more positive relationship and stop stereotyping. Once you begin to see your teen for who he or she is, rather than as a stereotype, you'll begin to appreciate his or her positive qualities. So don't be afraid to ask for help. If you are not sure how to relate to your teen and improve your relationship, a family counselor is an excellent place to start. Ask your child's pediatrician or family doctor for a referral or recommendation. Work with the counselor on your own and also with your teen and other household members so you can communicate more effectively and strengthen your relationship. No matter what your teen's going through, they'll be comforted knowing that you're standing by their side. And that will set the stage for a better relationship now and for many years in the future. So, understanding all those pitfalls there and, and having a better understanding of stereotyping I'm going to honestly ask you, do you think mommy and daddy stereotype you at all? No, I definitely think you guys encourage me to be my own self, be an individual, and notice the unique attributes I offer. In fact, whenever I'm somewhat caught stereotyping myself or thinking that I'm one away, you guys always say, well, you're unique, you're different, and you encourage me to stop thinking that kind of stop stereotyping myself. Yeah, I think a lot of the topics that we've talked about on the podcast here are different forms of how we tend to stereotype ourselves. Overachieving, depression, anxiety, you know, all these types of things. Antisocial. These are all things that we tend to label ourselves with or stereotype ourselves with. And I think a lot of times we, we do it I'm not sure why we do it to ourselves. I don't know if it's because we're trying to justify our actions, trying to understand our actions. But I think a lot of times when we do it, we do it with a biased eye towards ourselves. So having that outside perspective. Now, yes, mommy and daddy love you unconditionally. We'll always be there to support you. We'll do what we can to protect you and make sure that you're... You, have the most that you can get out of life. But we're always honest with you. You know, if we think you're doing something wrong or we think there's room for improvement, we try to help you out with that. So in that respect, we can offer an objective third-party review of what you might be imposing on yourself. And it's funny because a lot of times we, we do these podcasts and we go into detail about some of these things. Like we, you thought you were depressed at one point in time. We went through, we, we did the analysis, we did the definition, we asked you all the questions about it. And at the end of the podcast, you were like, well, I'm really not depressed. I might be stressed. I might be tired. I might be this. I might be that. And all those things sort of made you think you were depressed. But it turns out you really weren't. Yeah. So having somebody else to bounce those ideas off of, I think, is huge. And that's really where our, the parents come in here. You know, the parents in their support have to be honest. They have to be observant. But they also have to be aware. And I think that's kind of the, the big message that they're, they're trying to get across here. Uh, anything else before we move on to our closing thoughts? I think you hit the nail right on the coffin. The nail right on the coffin. 
I think that's how the saying goes. No, it's a nail on the head and the final nail in the coffin. It's it's like three things you had going on there, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, fine. It's, it's fine. It's okay, sweetheart. Uh, so we'll be right back. We're going to take our a quick break here, and we'll get your final thoughts and finish up with the business of the podcast. Alrighty. Alrighty, so to everyone out there, I just wanted to mention how we shouldn't really be stereotyping people. Stereotyping is really just a generalized idea of people and doesn't really give the entire picture. So, in any way you really can, try to avoid stereotyping. Um, I would definitely recommend for parents to not stereotype your teens because that will just lead to so many different types of negative outlooks negative effects on your teen and even the world they live in. We already live in a world where we have plenty of different stereotypes and it's better if you try to stop try to stop it um before it gets too out of hand. Okay. Sage advice as always. Thank you. Another another good topic here. Very well done. You you did all the notes on this one. You were totally on the on par with the script on this one here. So kudos to you for that, sweetheart. Thank you. Before we do go, I would once again encourage our audience to subscribe to the podcast. You can get audio versions of this podcast listed as Insights into Teens. Video versions listed as Insights into Things. We're on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and so forth. I would also encourage you to give us your feedback. Tell us how we're doing. Give us some suggestions for show topics. You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. We also stream five days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv slash insightsintothings. You can find audio versions of this podcast on the web itself at podcast.insightsintoteens.com. Video versions can be found at podcast.insightsintothings.com. Or you can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash insightsintothingspodcast. Or you can go right to our official website at insightsintothings.com for all of our social media links. And you... And don't forget to check out our other two podcasts, Insights into Entertainment, hosted by you and Mommy, and Insights into Tomorrow, our monthly podcast, hosted by you and my brother, Sam. Well done. That's it. Another one in the books. Bye, everyone. Bye.